Hey, everybody. It's Melissa with the Latch Mama podcast. This is the first time we are recording since all of our lives changed quite a bit. Um, To be completely honest with you, it's taken me a good three weeks to even be able to think about podcasting or think about even what I would want to say about podcasting at this point. Um, We've definitely been in kind of survival mode around here um, with Latch Mama and with my family and the idea of focusing on the podcast hasn't really been um, incredibly high on my list. But at the same time, every time something has happened, I have said, oh my gosh, we need a podcast about that or oh my gosh, we need to talk about that. Um, It's this weird, weird time where you feel alienated from others, but you feel so connected as well because we're all going through the same thing. Um, And we just wanted to come together today. Our staff is super small now at the office um, and I can't have guests on the podcast, but Lindy has been weathering the storm with me. Um, I feel like we've all, I'm sure you guys agree, have kind of created who is in our circle and who's in our safety circle. And, um, Lindy is in the office with me on most days, trying to stay creative, trying to make sure good content gets out to you guys, and mostly trying to keep Latch Mama afloat um, so we can then keep our employees afloat. Um, It's just this very, very weird, um, heavy, hard, yet fun and exciting at times because the content is everywhere. It's just, it's just, it's, it's overwhelming, but we're going to try and stay away from the business side a little bit today. Um, it'll probably float in a little bit, but mostly we would just want to talk about parenting through this new change. Um, we're also going to try and stay a little bit away from the medical aspects of it and the virus in general, partly because we're not doctors and partly because there's so much that is unknown. Um, So yeah, so Lindy and I are going to talk about what life looks like now. I have five kids. Lindy has six. Um, Just kind of what our households look like, how things have changed. um, And we're going to go from there. So hope you enjoy it. You're listening to the Latch Mama podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Wirt, business owner and tired mom of five. Join us each week as we talk about pregnancy, nursing, parenting, and all things motherhood. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. (laughs) You know, given given all that's going on. Um, So... I don't, I don't, I don't even know where to start. And I feel like you guys are listening, probably feel the same way. It's like, how do you even start a conversation about how different life looks like now, as opposed to three weeks ago? Um, in Virginia, our kids are all at home from school. Um, it started slowly. It started, um, my kids are homeschooled. So I'll let Lindsay kind of, or oh, Lindy. Wow. Can you edit that? You better be able to edit that. Guys, my head, it's gone. It's It's gone. It's all good. Okay. okay. Go ahead. So I don't... don't, When when did school... So they... they, I think it was like March 13th. We had that Friday, um, the Friday off. Yeah. And there was a little drama here in our school system because the teachers were going to strike over pay. But then at the same time... So they said school was out, but at the same time, they also said that they were going to try and teach distance learning at that point to the teachers to roll it out. So we didn't really know exactly what was going on, but I feel like the writing was pretty well on the wall by Monday. Oh, they were out. Yeah. Yep. 
I don't know if it was Sunday night or, but they were out for two weeks. So overnight, you go from, you know, just these these kids that function on such a great schedule to now they're home. And I think over the course of these last three weeks, my kids have seen, we're, we're starting to talk about these kind of pros and cons of schedules and going to school. And, you know, now my oldest, it's, it's not just learning. He misses his friends. He misses the extracurricular. Yeah. He misses the movement. Mm-hmm. He was asking me why I was so tired. And mom, maybe I shouldn't be like sleeping in. Why should I just get up at 6 a.m. and yeah. try to do the same thing? And I mean, it's just completely like flipped kind of upside down for these poor kids yeah I feel like for the first two weeks it was almost like oh it's a vacation it's fun you know it's it's great and then it's going to lead us to spring break and maybe we'll have spring break off and then we'll come back and I think that at least for me as a parent the reality is quickly setting in um because it's what April right now like I, I literally I feel like for the last three weeks I haven't known what day it was or what month we were in um but we're in April And I think when our governor came out on Monday or Tuesday of this week and said, hey, you know what? We're going to keep everything the way it is. You guys are going to social distance. Everything's going to be shut down for the most part um, until June. I don't really think I understood the magnitude of that um, until the last couple of days when I've said, oh, my gosh, that's an entire two months. And I think from a parenting perspective, what I'm struggling the most with is the fact that I'm grieving things for my kids. Like I'm grieving the idea that I have these super social kids that live in this fantastic neighborhood that are always with their friends. I mean, you don't see one without seeing six in our neighborhood. Um, And they're constantly, constantly out and they're about and they're moving or they're at their activities. You know, my kids are homeschooled, so they have, you know, swim practice in the middle of the day and they have Taekwondo and they they have art class, all of these things that, did they always want to go to them every day? No. Did they push back sometimes? Sure. But, oh my gosh, do they miss them now? And I mourn and I grieve that for them, but then I think about the kids who don't have money for school lunch right now or whose parents are on the front lines and you don't know what they're bringing home. And like, so then I quickly like shut my brain off. But if anything I've learned as a parent is you're allowed to feel the way that you feel. And this Mm -hmm. is all so new and you kind of have to lean into those emotions a little bit and, and realize that, you know, the same, this, the same things that we lived with before and the same entitlements and stuff that we had and the privilege it's it's okay. Like you can't get mad at yourself for having that now and realizing that it's okay to support your kids through their changes. Even if like my eight year old had a complete meltdown on the ground, kicking and screaming because he couldn't go to first watch, which is this breakfast place for breakfast anymore on Tuesday mornings. Cause he was used to doing it. And I knew 90% of it was the fact that he was erupting over the entire change of his schedule. But so much of it is just, it's hard because I want to support them and I want to love them. But at the same time, I want to look at them and be like, you don't understand how bad it is for other kids, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That was just a lot of me talking, but it's just, I feel like it's, it's a, just a change for everybody right now. Yeah. Um, But from the school perspective, 
I feel like we're suddenly looking at a what two months of of kids being home. Mm-hmm. Are you all supposed to be teaching that or? Yeah, so we got some kind of a confirmation email yesterday as far as how the crating period's going to be and the marking and the you know mm-hmm. grades going forward and the work assigned and so anything going forward is highly encouraged to complete. It will be all new content, but none of it will be graded. So um, so they're going to take they're going to average those 3 um nine weeks before and weigh the first one have, you know, 70%. I, I don't remember the exact numbers. So that's how they're going to create a final grade. Now, if you're not happy with that final grade, I do believe you're going to have a time period where you can either select to move to a pass or fail. Wow. So, so what is your, like, what is, what are your kids doing all day? Like what is, so I have a middle schooler, which he's probably the best off. He's in a program that is completely online, even though it's through public school, it's called summit. So he has everything. He can literally keep working. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, he's missing the lectures, which he absolutely loves. He's got a fantastic math teacher, history teacher, science and English. Um, so he's missing those. Yesterday, they worked to get on a call through a specific program through the summit. So they're going to eventually have a one online um, class per week going forward. So, you know, he's got some... He's got a lot of independence, a little bit of self-drive. He likes to control what's going on around him. He was homeschooled for the longest. So, you know, he's he's tackling this much better than the other kids. And he pretends that the same even in odd days. He put, does an hour in each of those um, math, English, science subjects. Does he understand what's going on being older? He does. But at the same time, he's he's a kid. You know, he getting that big picture as far as what we're doing as much as we talk about it it's still really tough to you know take that in and be okay with it Um, we were talking earlier in the office about this fine line that we all have between teaching our kids about the virus and about why we're distancing ourselves from others without going down this weird terrible like road of people are dirty versus people are clean and and how you and we laugh but it's like i mean i have to boil it down i have to somehow explain to an 8 year old down to a 2 and a half year old why when we go outside and you know one family's that we're close with is walking in one direction on the other side of the street that you know he can't run over and give somebody a hug you know and it's this huge huge concept of trying to explain to them something that they can't see, but you still need to be kind to people, but there's a reason why you can't talk to them and why you can't hang out with them. It's just so hard. And I think for like the first few weeks, it was like, okay, we'll just boil Like this is just not, it's not a big deal. It's like a non-issue. Hey, we're just going to hang out as a family for a while. No, you can't go to your friend's house. Hey, mm-hmm. here's, here's the switch. Here's animal crossing. You know, let's, let's play it. Let's play some Mario Kart as a family and let's move on. But suddenly it's, it's not that like, this is literally their reality. And for some of them, they're, they're so young. They've only been on the planet for two, three years. And we're talking about, you know, Mm -hmm. two, three, four, five months of their lives that are just, you're trying to teach them a concept that is so, it's so hard for us to understand too. Yeah. I think the hardest one is my elementary ones. Um, I can't imagine being in a teacher's shoes right now. I'm trying to picture, you know, 
what's going on in their mind, not being able to be there physically to support their kids and, you know, wanting to teach so many teach because they love it. And I've seen it through the emails. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're doing the best they can to come up with content and whatnot. But um, we went on and got, I got a couple extra Chromebooks because most of these kids now access through this, these online kind of dashboards and they have reading programs they can do through there, a math program. They get a, sometimes assignments posted there. Um, but we had one desktop at home. So if this was going to go on, h- how mm-hmm. they weren't checking out Chromebooks, how are these kids supposed to get on do you feel like by focusing on Um, the schoolwork there's more normalcy happening like that they're able to ignore the fact that their days look different and they're at home yeah so that's another thing i can get to as far as just kind of some things that have helped us uh, visualize what hours look like in a day for kids because they don't you know they go to school everything's set out for them by, you know, 20 minute, 30 minute increments. They don't really think about just what that time looks like, how long that time actually is. So now they're at home. And so we were trying to visualize it into a kind of a little checklist that really helped us from, okay, kind of getting up and now don't, this is not schedule. I'm not sticking to 15 minute increments, but we're putting things on a sheet to show them, okay, kind of, we need to eat breakfast. They have a simple chore or two chores, putting away their laundry and then the other one rotates, you know, to brush their teeth, to put their clothes on and kind of how long these things take and how it can add up. They have a craft time, they have reading time, they have an outside time, and then they have a school time, which for us, I really only have up to third grade. We're doing 20 minutes for my kindergarten of actual work up to maybe an hour. And then my middle schoolers at about two and a half hours. So, but then they can start adding up. Here's a little plug for some math work. Mm-hmm. Starting to add up these little time increments and see how they can space out their day and when they want to plug and put things in. So, I do give my kids a lot of flexibility, and I think that was one of the things I did love about homeschooling before we went into public mm-hmm. is that time management skill to kind of show them how long that day is. And where they can choose to do things. And our screen time is last. So you kind of have to complete these other things before you hop on that screen time. And that generally takes them to like 3 p.m. or so. And after 3 p.m., I mean, that that's a little bit of a free-for-all sometimes when we're getting home from work and dinner's kind of getting going and we're trying to get into out into the yard and, you know, like that kind of thing. But just a little bit going back to the schooling and the... Um, the content that they have put out recently has mostly been online links, which we've struggled, I've struggled with in a sense, still being, you know, that working mom, Mm -hmm. I do have a couple fantastic nannies and sitters at home. However, I struggle with six kids on a daily basis. So to have a nanny that's willing to come help us, our expectations are fairly low. I don't, she's not schooling kids. She's not, she's mainly helping. My twins are my youngest. They just turned four. Um, so we got the couple Chromebooks and they log into their um, approved website, but the, the checklist for um, activities, they can't access from that website. So to access all these links, they have to do it on an outside, just a free-for-all open computer. And we really don't give our kids that because they end up searching whatever they want to. So we've struggled with that in a sense. 
And then a lot of feedback I've seen, you know, a lot of people can't access these because they either don't have a computer. Mm -hmm. um, maybe some would like printables, but some then don't have printers. So it's such a tough thing to navigate. Do you feel like as and a And most mom, of us are not yeah. teachers. Yeah. I mean, it's do you so difficult. We'll touch base. We're going to do a second episode after this, just kind of about what we've learned by homeschooling our kids and just some tips um, about it because we've been there. Um, but do you like what baffles me? And like when I take a step back and I look at this is that we can't slow any of this down. So I'm giving so much grace to everybody. Some places that I don't always give grace in terms of, you know, the the government and you know the the treasury department right now is a small business and you know you just you hand out grace because everybody has to move so quickly i just cannot even imagine being at home being responsible for doing your current job that you used to do at work as well as parenting and managing your children at the same time Plus, you have the added thing, which good or bad is maybe a spouse or a partner is also home, also adjusting to working from home. Like what is on and I'm what is on parents' shoulders right now is almost too hard for me to comprehend, which is, I think, probably why it's taken us so long to sit here and even have a podcast about this, because it's a lot. And yeah. I am sure there are some people out there that are absolutely rocking it. You have your kids on a schedule. They're doing their work. Everybody's sitting in the same room. You're working. Your spouse is working. Your kids are doing their worksheets. But guys, like I am here to tell you that if you're doing that, that's great. And that's fantastic for your family. But I'm pretty sure that most people's reality does not still look like that. Um, I can't even write ad content. Like I can't write an Instagram copy with my kids crawling all over me. Mm -hmm. I go from zero to 60. I go from, you guys are so sweet. How was your day? To, oh my gosh, get away from me. I have to write this. And I will admit that. I mean, that's just, it yeah. It happens and it happens quickly. And it's, I, I have a really, really hard time multitasking. So those of you who are at home right now that who are trying to do your job and do your job as well as you were doing it, plus have your kids around, whether you're trying to school them or not, Plus balancing your relationship with your spouse that you're now trying to work together and the kids are also your partners as well. I more power to you right now because I don't even I don't even know how how is that even possible? Like how how as a society do we get to the point where do we just all back away and just say, Hey, we're gonna do it all at fifty percent? Like we're gonna love our kids, but we're also gonna introduce a whole bunch of screen time and mm -hmm. you know, we're gonna do our job, but we're also gonna check out every, you know hour or so to you know go for a walk with our kids because they're gonna go crazy if we don't and i i don't even know you know i mean it's i mean just think about a saturday or a sunday but then add in a day worth of work and kids that you have this responsibility i mean in america i mean <laughs> you feed your kids you give your kids shelter you make sure your kids are educated, mm -hmm. but suddenly that's your responsibility, not somebody else's, plus your job that's paying you, hopefully. Yeah, I, and I know as parents, we, we already have um, so much stress and pressure and often guilt, especially mm -hmm. as moms on our shoulders, whether we go to work full time, whether we're at home. Mm -hmm. So I really, I can't imagine having to work at home and then you can kind of see them through the glass door, mm -hmm. but you need to try to focus and do work. Like the amount 
you know, you can never do like a hundred things like a hundred percent. So there's got there you're gonna have to compromise a bit here and compromise a bit there. And so you're gonna feel like you're I'm not giving what I need to give to work mm-hmm. and I'm not giving what I need to do with my kids and I can't find groceries and I can't like yeah. that is such a load to and, carry. And I, f- um, I feel like economically, there's really no safe. I mean, there's probably a handful of safe companies. I mean, I'm sure Amazon's safe right now and Walmart if you work there. But you also add in the fact that like, it, it, you, no matter what you do for a living, are you questioning your job security at this point? Yep. And then you're doing less of a job that you did before. I just hope every employer and every boss is taking a step back and saying, hey, you know what? It's going to be okay. And... I know I'm trying to focus a lot on giving people grace when I can, but from a business perspective, it is so terribly hard right now because you're pulled. You know, suddenly I'm managing employees from home who also have kids crawling all over them, but also trying to do what's best for the, you know, for the best to keep as many people as employed as possible. It's, it's tough. And I think that just like the moral of this podcast, and I know we're not we're not giving any advice here, is just that it's okay. And it's it, it, and, I, and I don't know even know what is okay. I think maybe it's yeah. going to be okay. Is that what we're supposed to say? I don't know. But like, you can't, I can't live for June right now. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you, you live for the day and you get through it and you hope everybody's okay on the other side. You know, I was thinking the other day about like whether would it be better? I mean, and this would not be my circumstance, but would it be better just to be laid off right now? Like, would it be better for just both parents to be laid off, have the increased um, employment insurance that the government's giving and just settle in for the next couple months with your kids? Like, is that how people are going to end up better off on the other side when companies start, mm-hmm. you know, employing people again? Or is the stress of not knowing? I just, I don't, I don't know what the answer is. Like, should we all just stop working? And like raise our kids and... I don't know. I don't know. Some days my mind goes to that weird little like, is this here like for a reason type of thing? Yeah. I, you know, there was, there was that whole normal before what we considered normal. And now I'm, you know, I'm seeing these little memes or just messages that to kind of remind us and kind of bring us back to to home, like closer to those that I think we've gotten a little bit away from. Yeah. Um, just working and whatnot. And so that's one thing I've just been trying to talk with the kids a little bit about or when they express frustration over this kind of upheaval, you know, scheduling and whatnot is just like, let's look at the things, um, like the good things that can come out of this as far as relation relationships and things like that. Yes, there's so much bad Mm -hmm. there truly is in every way mental physical just jobs and all that kind of thing but we're starting to see just some of those little things that we can bring back as far as in the home and yeah but it's it's hard it's hard to just flip that switch it's Mm -hmm. it's not a quick oh yay look at you know all these things we can do not at all and it's taken us weeks to you know find those little things that we are enjoying now that we actually did we didn't have before We love the activities, but man, are we enjoying, we've had some more game nights and some mm-hmm. more movie nights and we're home, we're together in the evening, which is kind of nice. I remember when I was um, in my past life, when I was in my early 20s, my mom had moved down to 
Florida and my dad is an optometrist and he hadn't gotten um, certified to to practice in Florida yet. Um, so we lived together for a little while. And I remember I told myself the entire time that we lived together because I mean, I was I was dating guys and you know we I was living with my father there was one pancake breakfast morning after I had gone out on a Saturday night I mean the stories are fantastic but I remember telling myself every time I got frustrated that I would look back on this time with my dad and like be so incredibly grateful for the fact that you know, it was the small things. It was watching Law and Order together or watching a football game or, you know, he'd bring dinner home one night and I'd make dinner the next. It was just wonderful, wonderful memories that I completely cherish. And so I remind myself of that every once in a while when we're, you know, kind of at each other's throats at our house and, you know, there's a bunch of kids and there's so much activity is that, you know, I sit back and I'm like, we're going to remember this. Our kids might not be quite old enough to really cherish it in the future, but like, we're going to, we're going to remember it and it's going to be a family memory. And, you know, my eight year old who's always kind of been, I've always said my, I have two boys that are 19 months apart and they don't always get along and they haven't always gotten along. Um, and they kind of go in different directions with friends in the neighborhood, but suddenly they're like besties and they're getting along so much better. And Alex, who's younger has this very computer, kind of um, just very analytical mind. Um, And he's starting to help his brother kind of reel that in and teach him things about video games, which is really cool to watch the younger brother help the older one. Um, My older son has decided that girls are the most confusing, obnoxious things in the world. And we're trying to help him through that. And we're trying to (laughs) explain to him that, you know, (laughs) he's kind of probably learning something uh, at an earlier age. But every time he looks at me, he's just like, I never realized how annoying she was. And it's just because Caroline walks around singing all the time. But, you know, it's funny moments that that it's forcing. It's forcing family togetherness and it's forcing us to, you know, really lean in and, and learn a lot about each other. So, yeah. I don't know. So yeah, so that's all we really want to talk about. No advice other than the fact that we are 100% all in this together and there is goodness there somewhere. Um, But it's also really okay to grieve and it's okay to miss Saturday morning soccer and miss going out with friends and, you know, all of the great things that you had planned for the spring and perhaps the summer. And it's okay to mourn all of that while still, you know, being respectful and thoughtful towards the fact that people have it a whole lot worse and that people are sick. Um, you know, it's a really messy time, but you know, parenthood is messy in general. And this is just happens to be a really hard little spot right now. So, but it can be beautiful too. So hang in there. 